We do want to thank God for the privilege he has given us to minister to our people in the country of Kenya. And I would like to say that uh, despite the successes and the blessings that we witness and what the Lord is doing, I would also like you to know that there are challenges and there are difficulties in serving. But all the same, I would like to remind ourselves tonight that we should not be discouraged in serving the Lord despite the apparent challenges that may appear and that may happen to us many times. We live in a culture where, um, a culture that expects bottom line results. What is happening? How many people are getting saved? How many churches are getting planted? That we live in such a time. But more than that, I would like to begin um, by just telling you a short story um, before we read uh, the word of God here from the book of Matthew. As I was praying and thinking about uh, what to share with you tonight, uh, the Lord kept on directing and redirecting my, my attention to a passage of scripture that actually I shared one time a couple years ago with one of the groups here. I think it was in a Bible study. And as I was trying to go elsewhere, God kept on leading me there in the book of Matthew, chapter number 11. I'd like us to turn there, please, and then I'll tell you my story. Matthew, chapter number 11. And I'm going to read uh, verse number 2 to verse number 6. Matthew, chapter 11. Matthew chapter number 11, I do not know what you normally do here, but in our church when the word of God is being read, we normally stand. So I would request, if you are in a position and if you like, if you are not in a position, that's fine. But if you like, it's a way of honoring God's word, we normally stand in our church. And if you like to do that, that's fine. If you want to remain seated, that's fine as well. I'm going to read verse 2 to verse number 6. The precious inspired word of God says, Now when John had heard... In, in the prison, the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do here, and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Let's pray. Oh, precious Lord, I pray that you may bless our time together. Do you please, Lord, use your word and use me in despite me and speak to our hearts tonight and do a work that only you can do, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. you. May be seated. I promised to tell you a short story. Some time ago, some years ago, I started having some chest pains and uh, I did not know what it was happening to me. And I kept on telling my wife, you know, I have these pains that uh, I don't know what is happening. So uh, we decided that we go to see a doctor. And when I went to see the doctor, the doctor recommended that I have uh, an MRI taken on me. That was the first time I was going to have that experience. Before that time, no MRI was taken on me. So this was quite uh, an experience for me. 
because the, 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 the guy who was doing the MRI on me, he told me, go to that, he led me to a room, and then he had me lie down on my back, and um, he pushed some buttons around, and then I was sucked in towards something that, you know, I see that the guy was this, uh, trying to bury me alive. <laughs> so he pulled me in, into that machine, and he left me and closed the door behind him. He did not say a word. He did not tell me what was happening. And um, I was left there, and then uh, he pushed other buttons, I don't know where. And while I was there, I started hearing some squeaking noises, you know, sounds, and uh, very scary. And um, I was there, wondering, is this thing going to, you know, slit my throat? Is it going to, what, what am I here for? He did, not even, he did not even care to tell me, you know, this is what is going to happen. He just left and closed the door behind him. And I was left there for some uh, 15, 20 minutes, which seemed like eternity and I did not I was just trying to look the corner of my eye of course I'm inside that thing and I could not see anything and so eventually to my relief I had the door open you know lying on my back I can't walk I'm supposed to wait there I didn't know what was to happen I didn't know what I for how long I was supposed to be there he did not say a thing so eventually he came back and he opened and he pulled me out and he said no it's fine come out well I thought it, it may be good for me to find out why he did that. So I turned to him and I said, um, so why, why is it that you left me out that time and you didn't tell me what was happening? I, I, I would have liked to know for how long and what was happening and you left me out by myself. He, he, he told me, no, you are not here all by yourself. And he pointed a window, a glass window to me through there and he said, look, I was seated back there and I was watching you, I was seeing everything. You were not alone. I was watching what was happening. See, friends, there are times as we serve the Lord, we may feel that way. We may feel alone. And they see um, God is not seeing and God is not coming through for us. And we see a similar story in the case of John the Baptist. He has been preaching the word of God and proclaiming that Christ is coming. And if you read in chapter 3, the book of Matthew, he had been proclaiming and telling people that Christ is coming and the one that I'm declaring to you is coming. And when he comes, he shall come with the stern judgment that he referred to as he will come with the winnowing fire in his hand and he is going to separate wheat from the chaff and he is going to burn the chaff with the unquenchable fire. He was saying that Christ is coming to judge and then Christ came. And John waited and there is no judgment. In fact, Christ came preaching the gospel of peace and reconciliation and inviting people to come to him. And more than that, John himself is thrown into prison. And uh, of course, John would wonder, he's wondering here, what is happening? He cannot make sense of anything here. This is not what he expected. Because he was proclaiming that Christ is coming and when he comes, there is judgment coming with that with his coming and that doesn't seem to happen and I can see here like John is kind of discouraged and wondering and asking himself wait a minute is this what I was expecting in my ministry of introducing Christ the Messiah and proclaiming about his coming and as he is wondering about this and is trying to make sense about this in prison he sent two of his disciples, the Bible, the Bible tells us. 
They says, go to Jesus, go to the one who I've been talking about and ask him, are you the one that we have been waiting for? In short, are you the Messiah who was to come? Or should we wait for another? It's like John behind it, at the back of his mind, he's doubting and wondering and questioning and discouraged and asking, what was the end of this? What was the purpose of this? And notice, Christ, of course, he understands what is happening with John. And uh, he says, John, he says, I sent, work, he sent word back to John and says, go and tell John, and this is our first point here, with the MRI that I was telling, he tells him, go and tell John, in short, that God is still working, even when you may not be able to see it. God is still at work. Even when you feel like there are failures and discouragement and when you cannot give the bottom line results, when we remain faithful to God, when there seems to be that apparent failure in our ministry and our service to the Lord, Christ says, go and tell John in short, that God's work is still going on even when it seems like nothing is happening. He tells him, go and tell John, that the blind are receiving their sight, the poor have the gospel preached to them. Jesus Christ, whom you are trying to proclaim, is doing what you said he was to come to do, he is proclaiming the good news to the people. But you see, John is locked up in prison, he can't see this. And Christ says, sends message to John, go and tell John that even though he himself he may not be able to see what is happening, still God's work is going on. And despite the limitations and the challenges that you may be facing, God's work is still going on. And how many times we in God's people we feel like that? I don't know whether if you are like me, there are times you feel like, what is happening really? What is going on? The years of service, the years of laboring, what is happening? Investment and time we are put in trying to reach out to people. What is happening? Where, is the, where, where are the results to show? Where is the evidence to show that anything is happening? And uh, Christ says, no, God is still working. Remain faithful to the cause of Christ. Remain faithful to the cause of Christ, even when you may not have some tangible results to show. Because God is still at work. God is still working even when you may not be able to see it. God is still working. And of course, you know there are limitations. There are things that hinder us from seeing all that God is doing. Sometimes we may be hindered by distance. We may hear of things that are happening in Africa or elsewhere. And we would like to be there to see. But distance, of course, will limit us. We are hindered and we are limited by resources. We may not be able to make it there. We may not be able to have the wherewithal or the resources or the finances to do what we want to do for Christ. We may have the limitations of our health may not allow us to, do, to serve the Lord as we would like to do. Possibly we have been serving the Lord for some time and now we cannot do the things we used to do. And we are wondering, what about the years of investment that are put to the cause of Christ and I do not have anything to show for it? My friend, God is still working, even though may not always allow us to see what he is doing. And that's the message that God, uh, Jesus Christ sends uh, to the disciples to take to John to encourage him. You know, if you, if you want to know what I'm doing tonight, I'm not trying to like, come up with um, some deep doctrinal, theological, you know, someone to... All I'm doing is just to try to encourage us 
to encourage us that we continue doing what we are doing and serving the Lord, even when sometimes we may not see tangible results. God is still at work. God is still working. I'll tell you a short story about our people. We keep on always telling our people that we go out, we have a program. Brother Christopher was involved in that while he was there. We, we come for a service at 9 in the morning. After the service, we get together and then we go out. Some of our people, we go out uh, in our neighborhood to share the gospel with the people around. We give gospel tracts, we talk to them. And uh, of course, sometimes we have our people come back and say, but pastor, we meet so many people. We share the gospel with them, and they, some of them just don't get saved. Sometimes there is some discouragement with that. Well, I will tell you that Kenya is more open. You, you can go, in fact, we have a ministry that we go to schools like you saw here. You know, you can go to many places to share the gospel in Kenya. But still, even as we do that, our people come back and say, you know, we get so many people saying that, you know, they take the gospel track, they read it, they'll come, but they don't come. Some of them come, but not everybody who does that. Who, who says that? Who comes? You know, we have to keep on reminding our people that we keep on sowing the seed of the word of God. We had a man in our church who had uh, attended for about 20 years or 25 years thereabout. He's with the Lord now. I got to know him when I was a young person when I just came to our church a few years after I came. And uh, he was working, he was a manager with one of uh, the chains of hotels there in Nairobi. And um, he was not saved. He was faithful in coming to church. His wife has an Islamic background. And of course that was made it hard for him. But he kept on coming to church faithfully. And uh, I got a chance to share the gospel with him repeatedly at church. We would sit and I would go through the gospel. I went to his house. And uh, Mr. Harry would not trust Christ. And for, and for some time I started feeling like um, it was just a waste of time, really. You know, we get together, we talk the word of God, nothing is forthcoming. You would say you would just agree with it, but you would not take it. So Mr. Harry got sick, and um, he, of course he retired, and uh, he, he had a lot of time at his hands. So from time to time, he would come to my office there at the church, and he would just say, Pastor, I was coming just to talk to you and I would say yeah please come and we'll sit together and we'll talk talk the word of God talk about many things and you leave at I, I was always hoping that somehow all that would get Mr. Harry to see his need for the Savior then he got so sick and uh, I told him that you know I'll be willing he had to go to clinics and I told him I'll be willing to be coming to pick you take you to the clinic and I did that for a long time I would come pick him just looking for an opportunity somehow to see the love of Christ would not get saved. And that went on for years. So eventually, Mr. Harry got so sick that one, one day, his daughter, Elsie, called, calls me and he said, Pastor, um, my dad has been uh, rushed to the hospital by an ambulance. He is very sick. So I said, I'll come tomorrow morning to get to see him. So I went and saw him. He was in ICU. He could not talk. Uh, when I got there, he was, he was talking, but he was, of course, he was down. And uh, I said, um, Mr. Harry, I've been talking to you about Christ. I thought that was another opportunity I had there. And he said, you know, Pastor, you know, we, we can talk about this when I get out of hospital. I said, well, that's fine. I left discouraged. And then he, he got out of hospital. 
for about two weeks and we thought that he was well now and there was no problem. Then after that I got another call from Elsie again. Pastor, my dad is very sick. He has been rushed to the hospital. An ambulance said, I'll come. So I left that morning very early. I was told that he said, I see you this time. So I left very early in the morning and I went. Of course, I got there before the visiting hours. So, of course, the hospital would not allow people to go in during the visit, you know, before the visiting hours. So, but I got there before that time and I requested them to allow me to see him. I told them that he's, he's from our church and I would really like to see him. They allowed me to go. I was going to see a man in ICU. To my surprise, as I was walking down the, the corridor there to go and see him, I saw somebody seated all by himself, basking just uh, out there in the corridor. And I was like, wow, that looks like Mr. Harry. I drew closer only to find that for sure it was Mr. Harry. So I was surprised. I said, Mr. Harry, you are supposed to be nice to you. He said, no, I got well and I walked out here. That's unusual. Well, I knew that God was giving Mr. Harry another opportunity there to hear the gospel. So I sat down with him. I said, well, now that you can, I was expecting that, I was told that you are in ICU. That's where we were, I was supposed to find you. Now that you are here, let's talk ab about Christ again. What about Christ, Mr. Harry? We went through the gospel again. And he said, you know, pastor, you know, I'm a good man. Of course, he was a, yes, he was a good man. I said, yeah, you are a good man. But you know, your goodness will not take you to heaven. Long story. We went through that again. And he said, you know, I, I'm good. I think, I think that, that's fine. I'm good. And uh, I said, okay, well, I would love to go. I stood very discouraged. And I knew possibly that was the last time I was seeing Mr. Harry. All these years of talking to him, ministering to him, trying to ho hopefully to get an opportunity for him to hear the gospel. He, has, he had heard it, but he was not willing to receive it. So I stood very discouraged. And I told him, okay, I'll see you again, not knowing when and how I'll see him. But before I walked, I said, and by the way, Mr. Harry, you're a good man. Let me ask you a question. May I ask you a question before I leave? He said, you may. He said, if you are so good that you could make it to heaven by your own goodness, why do you think, Mr. Harry, Christ had to die? And do you think Christ said to die, Mr. Harry? He thought deeply for some time. And I said again, do you think your goodness, you are good enough to take you to heaven? You have enough goodness in yourself? He scratched his head and thought deeply. He said, you know what? No. For the first time I saw him bow down. And he says, no, my goodness cannot take me to heaven. He said, Christ, come. We sat there, long story. I had the opportunity to lead Mr. Harry to Christ. I left very excited, calling people uh, from our church, telling them about Mr. Harry has gotten saved. I went home. Hours later, you know, like a day or so later, I get a word from Elsie. Pastor, my dad passed away. All that to tell you that, my friend, all those years I was very discouraged about Mr. Harry. What can I do? He comes to our church. He has heard the word of God. And I was wondering, isn't the word of God penetrating into his heart? What is happening with this man's soul? 
And I was discouraged about me study. But my friend, the point is what I said, that God was still working even though I was not able to see it. God was working in his heart. My friend, we continue serving the Lord faithfully. Even when we don't see and we cannot make sense of what is happening, even when we seem to hit a wall, God is still working. And we continue sowing the seed of the word of God in the lives of people and investing in the gospel ministry. Even though sometimes we may be left wondering, where, are the, where is the evidence of all that we are doing? We continue doing it faithfully. Why? Because God is always working, even when we may not be able to see it. And that's what Christ told John. Go and tell John that even though he's locked behind bars, God's work is still going on. Even though we may be limited by so many things, circumstances and finances and health and distance and all kinds of things, God is still working. And God is doing his work. You continue investing in God's work and God is still working even when you are not able to see it or make sense of it. And then secondly, Christ sent another message to John. There he said, if you notice, is that God does not always allow us to see or experience the fruits of our ministry. God does not always allow us to experience or even to see the fruits of our ministry. He does not always do that. You know, it was not so much about John, actually. Because, you see, if God allows us to see everything, then we begin to think it's about ourselves. It was not about John building a name for himself, but it was John building a name for Christ. And John got that too well when he said that he must increase and I must decrease. It's not about us. It's about Christ and this work. We invest our time and our resources in God's work. It's not about building a name for ourselves, but it is about Christ who called us and who has saved us and called us out of darkness of this world and made us his children. Christ said that, go and tell John that first of all, that God is always working. He's still working even when it appears like there are failures around you. Even when it feels like nothing is happening, God is still working. Go and tell John that God does not always actually allow you to see the fruits of your ministry. I've talked with the people who have served the Lord for many years, trying to get their experience and their wisdom. And uh, one of the people I know back in Kenya who, is, who has served the Lord for years with a lot of faithfulness is Pastor Mike Messler. You know him. Uh, by the way, he sent us regards. They are doing well. Uh, they are uh, up now with the, 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 the acquiring that property for the new church plant. We partner with the Messlers. We work well together. We, we have um, tapped a lot from their wisdom and their experience. They are a great blessing to us. They, they counsel us as we serve and uh, we use their experience and their wisdom. But anyway, there are people who have served the Lord for many years and as I talk to them, I realize that, you know, they served the Lord here and they left after so many years, they start hearing fruits of what happened, but God does not allow them to see everything they did, the fruits of their ministry, where they served. You know, uh, because this is not, it's not time yet for us to know everything that God did with the investments we put in his ministry. You have heard of the story about uh, President Roosevelt when he went to hunt in Africa and he came in that boat from West Africa and in that boat there was a missionary who had served in Africa for many years without seeing much fruit there. And as they came, they got to the shores, 
to come to the land of America, uh, President Roosevelt found a delegation of people there waiting for him and drumming, you know, welcome and singing for him and encouraging him and telling him, welcome home, Mr. President. And the missionary got very discouraged as he was walking from that uh, ship. And as the story goes, you know, the version of the stories that say that it was his wife or another lady. But a lady gave him a note that said, do not be discouraged. You are not home yet. Our time is not yet to hear what the Lord has been able to do with the investment and the time and the resources we pour and the energies and the work we pour in serving the Lord. It's not our time yet. We are not home yet. Christ was telling John, continue being faithful. And John here is going to be beheaded for his faithfulness for the cause of Christ. And the Lord said, John, it's not your time yet. You have not been able to see what is becoming of the Messiah that you introduced and the work he is doing. And God has not allowed you to see all that. But remain faithful to the end because it is not your time yet. God does not allow us to see everything that he does with what we give to him and what we do in his work. Finally and lastly, Jesus Christ sent this apparent message to John. Go and tell John, first of all, that God is still working even when you cannot be seen. You are not able to see it. When there are limitations, God is still working. God is still working even though he may not allow you to see the fruits of your ministry, all of them. He allows us to see some. He allowed me to see the salvation of Mr. Harry, but he doesn't allow us to see everything because it's not about us. It's about Christ. And the Lord knows how to encourage us but he doesn't allow us to see everything lest we become puffed up. But it's all about us. We start building a name for ourselves. But lastly, God blesses those who remain faithful to his cause despite the limitations or the challenges. God blesses those who remain faithful to the end. God blesses those who remain faithful. Notice he says that blessed is he who is not offended in me. That's what verse 6 says. That person, the, the, the word offended, there's the idea, the one who stumbles, who is meant to fall or stopped. That person who does not stop serving the Lord faithfully because of the discouragement that come with the ministry. That person who continues serving the Lord despite the hardships that comes with serving the Lord. Christ said, blessed is that person who is not offended in me, who continues serving the Lord, even when it is, seems like nothing is happening. Continues serving the Lord and being faithful and investing in the Lord's work, sharing the gospel, talking to people, serving the Lord faithfully. I will share with you the last story before I quit. Pastor was telling us about uh, the, uh, the, that um, equipment in England, and uh, I have a similar story, not, though not exactly the same, but I want to tell you about the battle of what was called Waterloo in June in 19, 18, 18, 1815 when there was a battle in England. And all England was waiting for the news about the outcome of that war, that battle. The Duke of Wellington had opposed Napoleon Bonaparte in this battle. Of course, this was long before the telegram. It was long before telephone or television. And the watchers, watchers were stationed along the coast 
to read the flag or the semaphore that signaled how the war went. And as they waited there, the first ship appeared from a long distance. And the, the watchers, the first watcher noticed it and he looked, but it was on a foggy morning. And as he watched from a distance through the fog, he saw on that flag it was written, Wellington defeated. And of course, word spread around in the island of, in the in island of Britain, and this message was relayed all across England, and the nation was gripped and sunk into discouragement that they had lost the battle. And then they waited. Later, much later in the day, the fog cleared and the ship drew closer, and they saw the flag, everything that was written, See, in that foggy morning, he had only seen Wellington defeated. But the truth is that he had not seen everything because of the fog. As the ship drew near, he saw Wellington, def Wellington defeated the enemy. That was the full message. My friend, because of the challenges and the difficulties and the fog of today that we face as we serve the Lord, we may just be seeing Wellington defeated. Oh, there is defeat here. What about that person I talked to about Christ? What about what we have done here? What about this church plant we are doing that doesn't seem to be doing well? And we may be all, all we may be reading is Wellington defeated. But my friend, God in his wisdom and in his time, as we continue being faithful, he clears the fog. And that time is coming. It could be sooner, it could be later it could be in eternity at the feet of Christ when we see Christ defeated the enemy. Battle, the war is won. Christ has won victory for us. And friends, ours is to continue serving the Lord faithfully. Doing what God has called us to do faithfully, despite the challenges we face, without being offended, without stopping. Even when we may not be able to see what is happening? We continue to serve the Lord. Do you have limitations and challenges that may be hindering you from serving the Lord that you would like? All of us, we do. If you ask everybody, they will tell you, I would have liked to do this more for the Lord. If I had more of this, if I had better health, if I had more resources, if I could travel here, if I could do this, if I had this or that. Those limitations are there for all of us. But my friend ours is to continue serving the Lord. Where he has put us, in the time he has put us, we continue being faithful to the cause of Christ. Even though we may not always see the results, even though we may not always be able to see what is happening, even though sometimes there may be discouragements and hardships, we serve the Lord because the battle has been won by Christ. Christ defeated the enemy. And my friend, that is our motivation there in Africa as we share the gospel to our people, and as we go to the villages where we took pastor, in remote places in our country, because Christ has won the battle. We are from the winning side, and we take the gospel to those people. Why? Because Christ has won the battle. And there is a lot of resistance. There is Islamic, uh, there is Islamic faith there that resists the gospel there in our country. There are all kinds of challenges and difficulties. There's poverty. All kinds of things there that you would uh, imagine. 
but we continue and our prayer is that you pray for us that we may continue sharing the gospel because Christ has won the battle for us despite the challenges. We continue serving the Lord despite the challenges or the apparent failures that may seem to appear and happen around us because Christ has won that battle for us. Let us pray.